You can't talk about cards every week because people get bored, wouldn't they? Well, we rarely talk about cards any week because <laughs> we get well, bored. I have seen a card today. Have you? I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I had to open my uh, binder to see which plots were alt art because I couldn't remember and I couldn't find the article. Do you know what I did today? I looked up who the fuck Sir Justin Massey is. Is he the guy that Stannis sends to get a new army from the Iron Bank? And he says, uh, if you come back and I'm dead, put Shireen on the on the throne. And he sends him to get a loan. Maybe I... I well, you're the one that looked him up. I know I looked him up, but I don't, didn't see I fucking paid attention to what I found. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter. It's banter behind the throne. Hello and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne. This is episode... 83. 83. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm your host, Dave Manford, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Mr. Tony Makos. Say hello, Tony. Hello, everyone. And Mr. Thomas Peel. Say hello, Peel. Hello, everyone, as well. I don't know why I borrowed that. I didn't need to. Could have gone with <laughs> any option there. Um, yeah. But once, whatever, whenever I go third, whatever the person says before me, I always try and say that. I don't know why. But it just feels like it's like when you're in a shop and someone says, "You're right," and you're like, "Hey," I'm like, "I'm not Scottish. What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> just happens. It comes out. Do you just like to fit in? <laughs> while we're talking about numbers, though, I had a bit of a revelation while scrolling back through the feed of our previous podcasts, and you guys might have been aware of this, but I only discovered this about half an hour ago that our numbering has gone to shit. Yes, I noticed that. <laughs> and 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 you know what? Do you know whose fault it appears to have been? Probably mine. Probably yours, but episode fifty-seven put a limit on it. <laughs> Tony Nichols joins Peel and Dave to chat for family honour. Back in October two thousand and sixteen, the next episode was also episode fifty-seven, the one where Peel wins a tournament. So we had two fifty-sevens now. I'm not saying it's my fault, but I pop up and suddenly <laughs> the shit. So feel free to blame me. Let's correct that this this one, and we'll go straight to episode eighty-four. Right. So we can, if we say this is episode eighty-four, it's been so long since we bloody recorded anyway. It looks like there's a missing episode. Fantastic. Episode eighty-three, which never really happened, looks like it should have happened in april but now didn't and we just go straight to 84 <laughs> you know bob's your uncle and you know nothing you know we just move on and we pretend nothing happened yeah and one if somebody asked to just be like what are you talking about all the episodes are on the page just yeah. <laughs> they're all there all the recorded episodes there are 84 episodes didn't miss anything mate <laughs> no don't know what you're talking about this is 84 episode 84 cool. yeah we can release it in the future anyway as like boneless downloadable content <laughs> um, and we've run out of ideas completely. We'll just do a time warp. Uh, oh, look at that. We're talking about shit that happened in April 2018. The year 2042 and cars are flying, but this is relevant at this point in time. <laughs> the best thing we could do is 
to do a director's commentary on top of <laughs> So you have the podcast playing at a lower volume, and then we do commentary on top of it. Utterly, <laughs> utterly unlistenable. But, but, you know, for the for the avid fans that want to know exactly what we're thinking at particular times, and, oh, I wonder how they come up with that fantastic piece of uh, bullshit that they were talking there. Oh, well, well, let's, you know, let's hear some behind-the-scenes stuff. Fantastic idea. We'll be like the second DVD in uh, in DVD cases. The one that had all the stuff on there, which you always brought, because it cost more. And I remember I'd always get the, the two DVD one because it came with more content. Content I would never, ever watch in any way, shape or form. I think I used to watch it on some of maybe the big Oscar winners, maybe. But I wouldn't watch it on Spider-Man 3, for example. But yeah, I have a two disc special edition of it, because why not? We wanted to make this film shit. Oh, all right then, fair enough. Fine. Good job. Yeah. yeah, you've done it. Well done. Mm. You had so many enemies, no one knew what was going on. Mm. It went a bit weird. If we did a making of for each of our episodes, I feel like they would be longer than the episodes themselves. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, so what happened around this episode? Well, all this happened in the lead up to the episode, and then all this bollocks happened just as we were about to record it and then there's all this deleted content that we had to cut out for reasons of decency and then there's all this crap we talked about afterwards and then tony went to bed and peel and i planned the weekend and then uh, <laughs> and then we lost half of it in editing <laughs> but going through that bit by bit will probably take about three hours what's the point in having a make a making of that's shorter than the thing you're doing a making of about <laughs> You know, it's going to take you longer to make something. You've got to talk about everything. That, by its very nature, takes longer. Obviously, (laughs) as you say, Tony goes to bed and you talk about this and that, and and then Tony gets up in the morning and edits all all that shit out. So (laughs) (laughs) I've got a folder on my desktop with everything that's been edited out of all this stuff, and uh, I'm holding on to it for (laughs) blackmails. Oh, dear God. Sure. There's probably about a 45-minute political rant from me at one point for no oh. apparent obvious reason, at least on a on a good day. So yeah, that that could be very useful in the future when I aspire to be a political you know leader when I run for mayor. You never know; it might happen. Probably never would, but just just in case. I've got plenty of obscure girl band material from you from last episode. That if people thought some of the stuff that made it to the cast was obscure, oh, <laughs> just delightful. <laughs> anyway, Dave, how was your April? Bear in mind that we technically haven't spoken since March. Wow. <laughs> On the whole, my April was pretty good. It was it was a good start to the April, solid. Then there was a bit in the middle of April, um, which wasn't so good because I was revising for an exam. And then I did the exam, and the end of April was very good from what I remember. Over the course of that, there's been quite a lot of thrones because uh, I've been to a couple of tournaments, uh, of which I will mention some briefly. We've also had the Faction League in London, where I've been playing lots of lovely different Martel decks uh, every week, uh, winning lots of points. But I think we will keep that for the next episode because we've got two weeks left of the league, so it will make sense to go through the whole thing. While I would have liked to do it week by week, I'll go through the whole thing at once. Which makes sense. Now we're most of the way through it. Good idea. You can do, we can do that when we do another one towards the end of the month before we go to Euros. Yes. How has your April been, Tony? My April has been very busy, David. It's been quite sunny. 
Uh, well, at least it was for a chunk of April. And the last thing certainly I want to do was come inside and record a podcast. So tough tits audience. That's one of the reasons we didn't get any podcast in April, because frankly, it was too nice outside to be producing content. People got fucking sunburnt, for God's sake. I don't like sun. Doesn't like I'm, you, I'm, Yeah, I'm pasty. I can't deal with it. <laughs> uh, so my April was enjoying a bit of sunshine. Then, of course, dealing with the fact that I'm sure it snowed the week after that because Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I, think, <laughs> I actually think it did. I, think oh, it did. I remember the news story about it. It's yeah. snowing in Scotland. Like, oh, uh, right. <laughs> I think it pretty yeah. much did. Me and the wife went away and stayed in a kind of cabin for a weekend at the very, very end of March. And it was snowing. And then the next week it was lovely and bright and sunny. And then it started snowing again. So, yeah. And then April was made up of nailing down a job, not playing nearly enough Thrones, playing lots of board games on the side anyway, then doing jury duty, and then April was topped off by going to see Avengers Infinity War last night. Oh, don't. No, not yet. You sure you don't want me to tell you a little bit about it? People? I definitely don't want you, you to tell sure? me anything about that. It's, it's, it's fun- you, I, I, I mean, come on. I mean, it um, seems... It seems like if you've avoided all those forms of social media, it would just be perfect for me to just tell you all about it right now, okay? Yeah? Yeah, no, you, I'm... I'm no? <laughs> you should have. Yeah, why? You're not uh, going to give me any spoilers. Like, I um, will give you no... I'm pretty sure Dave hasn't seen it either. Uh, I haven't, but uh, it'll be worth being spoiled to watch <laughs> you be spoiled. I don't care that much. As I said to you the other day, Peel, I haven't actually... I've only watched, what, three Marvel films yeah, yeah, since yeah. the first Avengers film? Wow. Yep. So, yep. um, go for it. You know, spoil away, Tony. <laughs> the only thing I'll say, Peel... Think is, of our listeners. Think of our listeners. The only thing I'll say is that I was shocked by the amount of full frontal nudity in it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you expecting lots and there was none? <laughs> uh, I got to see more of the Hulk than uh, I would ever like to. Um, aside from that, I'm not even going to tell you whether I enjoyed it or not. Because <laughs> that in itself is a spoiler. Yeah. But that finished that off true. my April. April, though I came out the cinema at like quarter to twelve last night. So that was my April. It's now me back on the podcasting uh, um, wagon, I guess. April being the uh, a traditional gap in the podcasting season. Christmas and April uh, <laughs> when the podcasters take their breaks. Get yeah, the financial year, you know. <laughs> exactly. Got to get the get the house in order. That's you've it. got to do Easter properly. That's what it is. You know, you've yeah. got to you've got to do. Christmas, that's uh, that's when we, you know, celebrate the birth of us. And you got to do Easter, that's when you celebrate us coming back. It's a bit late this year, but that's what it is. I always like it when Peel compares us to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching a lot of South Park, mate. It's hard to not compare people to Christ. Um, <laughs> I just randomly started the... Well, I say randomly started. It's not really the most random act. I wanted to watch South Park, so I put on from season one. And now I'm working my way through it. Nice. Yeah, commitment. Yeah. That's uh, that's 20 seasons, man. 21, even? Yep. Yeah, all the way up to the presidential elections that occurred and everything else and the trolling conspiracies and... Uh, and Denmark. Think, yeah. yeah, jokes about Brexit as well. It all sorts. It's, it's, it's just all the thing. I think the most important thing that, that listeners can probably gather from our April is that, well, certainly for myself and probably for Peel, there wasn't, probably wasn't a lot of a Game of Thrones, the card game second edition involved <laughs> in April 2018. Well, at least one out of three. One out of three ain't bad. That's true. Yeah, I, I played a lot of the Game of Thrones card game second edition. Good. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I, like, I, think... 
like the clarification there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. I, yeah, I think you're probably going to be doing the heavy lifting and telling us all about how much get, playing of said game in April 2018 you did. Mm. On the uh, subject of April 2013, though, for one question. April 2013? 2018. Oh, shit. That was a vintage um, April. <laughs> 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 I remember <laughs> It was sunny for a whole three days. Crocodile <laughs> Hammers is 24th birthday. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yeah, it would have been. Uh, Carry on, Bill. What were you, what were you actually going to say? I was basically going to say, what was your ice cream of choice, really, to be honest? You know, because when it got hot, you had to kind of go to the shop and buy an ice cream. That definitely happened. I actually didn't have any ice cream you this, didn't have uh, ice? this summer. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. Sorry? Uh, yeah, I think I might have had an ice cream. I might have had two. I might have had more oh. than two. I might have actually got right into my ice cream. What was your one of choice? Though? <laughs> I mean, the... <laughs> what you actually want to say is you had a whole tub of ice cream. <laughs> Probably quite a lot of ice cream, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not fussy about ice cream though. Uh, whatever's in the fr- whatever's in the freezer, and a little bit of Ben and Jerry's fish food. Not that I'm fussy. Okay, so uh, now we're catched up on how great our April was. Yep. Let's talk about Game yep. of Thrones: The Card Game Second Edition. Let's do that. And then inevitably compare it to Game of Thrones, the card game first edition. Oh, that's not like us. (laughs) So, one of the first things that happened in the grand old month of April was an announcement that can be found at www.fantasyflightgames.com slash n slash news slash 2018 slash 4 slash 2 slash call the banners 1. And that is the announcement of Intro Decks. It's one of my favorite websites. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that is our uh, that is our first topic of discussion for today, right at the beginning of April. Intro decks. So they've announced that they will be doing a deck per house or faction, as they're called nowadays, fealty, with cards from uh, all sorts of packs, chapter packs, deluxe boxes, core set, of course, uh, for each house. Yeah, they're supposed to be uh, well, hopefully balanced against each other, and uh, give you a nice uh, starting off point so you can just say to a new player. Eh, grab one of those intro packs and uh, I'll give you a game or we'll, we've got two of them here and we'll have a cheeky game. Have you have you had a quick look at this, Tony? Have you, are you aware of uh, aware of these? Yeah. I was as shocked, I think, as anyone else was when when this was announced. I think it's great. I mean, who, is, who isn't going to think it's great? I just think we're all a bit shocked. There was a there was a period of about a fortnight at the end of March, beginning of April, where Obviously, someone in Fantasy Flight kind of noticed that they published a Game of Thrones game and suddenly started <laughs> ramping up lots of activity for it. Like, <laughs> like the CEO of the place must have just kind of gone, so this Game of Thrones game, we haven't fucking been doing enough with this. Let's um, sit around a table and do some shit. And, and they did. And the intro deck thing's great. I mean, we haven't seen them yet. God knows when they're coming out. But they look great. All the art looks, you know, fundamentally, it's a great idea. I don't know if they've done it for any of the other LCGs um, outside of the whole uh, World Championship packs, which are a little bit of a silly idea, to be honest, to, to, to well, for, for any level of uh, introduction to the game, they're a bit kind of ridiculous. But no one knows what they're exactly what these things are going to have in them. If they're not coming out for a few months, uh, what you know, what kind of what cards are they going to have in them? Are they going to be cards that uh, have they drawn a line and kind of gone, okay, they're full of cards up to the Martell expansion? Or no idea, but fucking great idea. And one of the things also that I think we talked about when the announcement of this came out was who's going to run the first intro deck tournament. 
you know, who's going to, mm-hmm. you know, off the back of a regional, maybe, you know, we should run a run a tournament where basically everyone's only allowed to play intro decks. Um, but with a small but very, very necessary twist, uh, because FFG have forgotten how you're really supposed to play this game, the intro oh, decks have, have 60 cards in them. <laughs> how many cards should they have in them? 61. 61. So you should be running a little tournament where you play nothing but intro decks, but everyone's allowed to pick their own 61st card. It's such a good idea. <laughs> Great idea, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic idea. They're not out yet. We don't know when exactly they're coming out because I think they're still in development on the website. But as soon as they come out, uh, I want to see tournaments with like stupid 61st cars on them. Um, I would assume they'd want to get them out for Euros or something like that because that's the kind of place that you'd want to push something like that, really. You've got a ton of people there, all to play card games. Why the fuck not? Here, look at this. You're playing, or were playing Star Wars, sadly. Why not try this one? This is lovely. Or you're playing L5R. Why not try this one? This is lovely. They could really push it if they uh, did it right and held a tournament that day. You know what, Peel? That's a fantastic idea, uh, and they are almost definitely not going to do that uh, and release them at Gen Con instead. Yeah, Which, I yeah. mean, has the same purpose. It's just if they could have done it at Euros as well, uh, there's no it would be much better. reason with why they couldn't. I was just going to say, you could um, effectively just launch it all across the world at the same time maybe i don't don't know it's a crazy theory um (laughs) but you know people like worldwide launches i'm just i'm just throwing out that people like worldwide shit i like the fact that the way that you were kind of pushing the intro decks on an imaginary player there made you sound like a like a drug dealer okay you want to play this i know i know you play that game but how about playing that you know a big massive trench coat with uh that you can open up and and it's just full of intro decks. Flash intro decks and flashy sleeves. You hey, kid. <laughs> hey, kid, you want to play some ice time around? No. You want to see what Valor looks like? <laughs> <laughs> These are the green ones for beginners. Every country's nationals is a different time of year. Then uh, there's no way they would. Not ideal, no, but across. I mean, maybe they could just send people to the uh, nationals with them in the coach. That might <laughs> be a better push them. You never know. Some kind of epic launch would be good, though. If you had, like, a nice tournament where almost, it, you know, I know they won't do it for Euros, but if they could do a tournament where to enter it, you buy a deck and mm. you just get to choose. So then you're selling decks and the tournament and everything else. It's interesting, isn't it? How many, how many deluxe expansions have we had? Five? Something like that, yeah. Yes. Five? So we've got three left. It's interesting yeah. that we're in a position where they're doing intro decks, kind of pre-rotation, but also before... Deluxe expansions have come out for every single. I, I, I appreciate it's very difficult not to just because of the, the 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 timeline, but it's just kind of unusual to kind of put an intro deck in where uh, put, to create intro decks out of houses that are kind of more complete than others. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how good the Barrett intro deck or the the what else have we not had? We've not had the Targ one, right? Or the Greyjoy one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although Targ don't seem to be doing too badly. Based on the uh, the pictures they've sh- they've shown, Barra have disputed claim in their deck, and that's shite. Uh, so that can't be too good. <laughs> and Greyjoy has an attachment that I don't know what it does, so that can't be great. I want to say it might be support assault cliff. Without is that a card? Am I just making up first edition cards again? Support assault cliff's a card, right? Support of assault cliff. No, 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 not Harlow. Harlow is what I'm thinking of. 
Yeah, they did support it's, Harlow, but it's different. That is that card. Okay, it is support of Harlow. <laughs> and it doesn't do what first edition support of Harlow does, but it does something a bit. It doesn't give things stealth. It, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not even looking at it. To give pillage, renown, or stealth. Yeah. Ah, uh, there you go. So that's in the intro deck, is it? That's very nice. Yeah, it is. And Black Wind and New Asher. Yeah, that could actually be quite a nice little intro deck, actually. Yeah. Look at all these lovely boats. Like, ooh. I mean, they're good presents, aren't they? They're nice to kind of buy to kind of give to a friend of yours or something that's maybe... Yeah, loved one, stepmother, usual stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, get your granny into, into Thrones, buy her a Stark deck and tell her that it kills things and uh yeah i should be really depressed while she plays it yeah absolutely yeah. Just absolutely destroy it with a martel deck that, yeah that kind of thing <laughs> i just like the idea of, you know if you've got if you've got friends who maybe would have thought about kind of getting into the game but cannot be asked with the whole kind of entry thing then cheeky present oh, i've bought you a little present here here's a tyrell deck bosh renowned it's really fast it's good it's the green cards for beginners it's got uh, it's got the big Brienne in it, so presumably it's a combo deck, right? Sorry, a combination deck. <laughs> that, would be, that would be amazing if the Tyrell was a combination deck. <laughs> the instruction book of how to play each card. Like, oh, play this, send this. Like, ooh. Is it going to come with, like, a rules or any kind of pointers or anything? Or is it just going to be... I hope it comes with a learn to play. It almost definitely won't be amazing if just the, the Tyrell deck had two copies of the Arrows of Castle Black in it and just <laughs> a, load of, a load of you know all men are fools and it was just a stupid ladies rush deck uh, <laughs> it would annoy the Americans so much <laughs> hilarious presumably someone will have be credited with building them as well you know someone oh. gets credit for building the decks that are in the yeah, that are in the docks expansions absolutely Someone actually gets, you know, gets some credit for putting those things together, which are like always, you know, a one core set plus one deluxe expansion. So somebody's put these together. I will buy a copy of the Lannister deck for my mom for a birthday. That'd be nice. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. Be nice. I'm, I'm such a nice son. I don't know if you remember Tony, but if you turn back the clock many, many years ago, there was a, uh, <laughs> a number of articles on Card Game DB called, I think they were called First Tilt. That rings a bell, yeah. And what they were was they were, right, you want to start playing Thrones, but you don't have any cards. What do you get? You get your core set, you get your deluxe box, and then you get six chapter packs, and we'll build you a theme deck which, while not completely competitive, you know, it's it's better than a Bewitch deck. You're probably looking at, um, you know, salt and pepper kind of level theme deck. Yeah. Um, and it was which, a yeah. fine level of deck, yeah. Yeah, which is it was a really interesting article as well because you went through um, uh, like the deck building process with the author, and they'll say right, you need this pack because it's got this number of um, Holy Crest Barrow characters, Riddle characters, uh, and then you buy this one because it gives you uh, Fanatic, which gives essentially the Riddle trait, uh, and that allows you to use Robert Baratheon with all these crazy combo cards and that kind of thing. Um, and they were really interesting because they were, yeah, deck building theme decks on a budget that might be able to compete, certainly in, at a game night, if not at a, at a decent sized tournament, which was a really interesting idea. So I'm hoping uh, the community can put together um, a series of articles which will say, if FFG don't do it themselves, right, you bought your Stark intro deck, what do you want to play? Well, the yeah. first thing you do is you lob it in the fire and you buy a more interesting house. <laughs> after you've done that, you can think, right, I want the core set for these plots or I want 
you know, maybe I've got uh, the Stark deck and a core set. Do you want the Stark Deluxe box? Well, if you want to go down this route, then you want to. Otherwise, here's six chapter packs that you can buy to make your experience uh, more interesting. I have a big soft spot for the first two articles, actually. Now, now I remember them because they were written about the time that I got into the game. And I think it's how I learned about a lot of the archetypes of well, certainly first edition thrones. Of course, you only had six houses, but by that point, the card pool was, you know, by 2012, the card Very pool was big, pretty yeah. deep. Um, I remember reading first tilt kind of going, ooh, um, what's Lanny Hyperneal? Oh, okay, let's read this article and find out. And it would tell you exactly what Hyperneal deck did, what you would have to buy to put it together, if you weren't interested in putting it together, how you would fight against it. It was fantastic. There was lots, lots of different people did first tilts. It wasn't like one guy. Kind of looking back on them, there's, there's, there's some, there's some really, really good stuff there. And maybe, I don't know, that's something that second edition maybe doesn't have enough of. It had it more at the beginning, where you didn't have like the purchase guides, but it was just like, here's how plot selection works, and here yeah. how, here's how resets work, and here's how this is what a, like a Ned player is, and. This is like what aggro decks do and that kind of thing. So there was, and this is what like this is the timing mistakes you might make. So it's got all those kind of articles from mm. that we that were written right at the beginning of second edition. But it doesn't have the the ones that were really useful to players like me who were coming into a big card pool, which talked about each of the houses and uh, and what you should build. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember they were very very useful indeed. And it's where I first yeah read about what a ned player was and what a nedley player was and what a shaga player was and all that you know all the all the jargon that you weren't used to as you know if you hadn't kind of played that kind of card game before while i'm talking about this i've just found a bunch of them and just flicking through them and kind of recognizing old names from them and uh finding lots of broken links of pictures that don't pop up on the articles properly but (laughs) (laughs) if these things get get more folk into it then grand i like the idea of people picking up these intro decks and then getting ready to play them and then about six months later half the cards rotating out (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that is a little concerning um so we'll see what happens when cycle uh eight pops but I don't know, is there anything obviously from the first two cycles? Because if they've done it just from the boxes in cycle three, then that would be a lot better. Just gives it that little bit of longevity. Yeah, I don't really know, mainly because I'm not looking at the right article. Uh, but, so, but there's, but there's some, many reasons why. Yeah. But there's some kind of ever, you know, decent kind of like evergreen cards that you expect to be in a Lanny deck. Like, it, surely the Lanny starter deck's going to have a copy of at least a copy of the Hound in it, right? And the yeah, Hound. Is, well, it's got the golden tooth in it. The Hound was in fucking Take the Black. The Hound was in the first yeah. first pack, so that will rotate out immediately. There is nothing mentioned or shown in the article from chapter from cycles one and two. Okay, oh, well that's. Uh, there is stuff from cycle four and presumably cycle three. Yeah. But if they've limited them to boxes and three and four, that's a really really good idea. Just gives it that extra little year of relevance. And then they can do it all again with cycles, uh, cycle seven onwards. Another mm. lot of uh, ones with all the boxes to draw from or whatever. Mm. But yeah, I know uh, the London Meta is considering buying a set or creating a set from uh, a spare card pool, um, mm. so that they're always on hand for new players to learn. And then we can say, right, if you enjoyed playing that, off you go. They'll have it up there, or they'll be able to order it in for next week. Mm. Uh, and here's some. We can always say here's some suggestions to. Uh, improve your deck from there. Looking at the article though, it does have kind of five cards for each of them. Yeah. And they are kind of playing the main characters in each of the houses. 
Well, that's um, a corset stuff, I think. Yeah. Completely. But there's nothing really too. Oh, saying that Martel's not. Uh, ooh. And they're not playing Dragon Daenerys. So they're going to be more recent than anything else. That is Dragon Daenerys. It is. It's Corset. It's Corset Danny. Yeah. It's Corset Danny. It's Corset. Yeah, Danny. It's Stormborn. Right I tried now. to. Re- oh shit! Yeah. Just mm. you'll never see the art because everyone plays the old art one. Yeah. Ah right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I assumed yeah. there was a new one, like, ooh, fancy. Um, I like the fact that the Night's Watch one appears to be kind of a recruitment deck if those cards are anything to go by. Because the Night's, yeah, because they, the one, the five card, they, they show for Night's Watch are like Old Bear Mormon and uh, Yorin and the recruiter of the Watch and stuff like that. So. Which is great, but it also mentions the wall. <laughs> I don't really know if that's representative of the cards they're actually going to put in the pack or not. It's, it's, it's tricky. It could just be like a, kind of a, a stock image they had lying around. It could be. Yeah, we might be reading way too much into this. I'm just, that's uh, not my cards. Just, yeah, that's <laughs> never happened before. But, um... Why would we do that? Yeah. <laughs> the article for Barra says that Stannis is in it, Bob Baratheon's in it, Disputed Claims in it, Thoros of Mirrors is in it. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, just hurry up and bring them out so we can uh, uh, criticise them more heavily. Mm. Yeah, or at least uh, release the deck lists. Yes. <laughs> release the deck lists. Yeah. That would be horrible, though. So I can it? net deck them. Yeah. <laughs> Play them at all the tournaments. And then add a cheeky green dreams to all of them. <laughs> yeah, that would be matches. Sure. Yeah, that would be, all of them would just have green dreams on them. I wonder how many copies he has of that expansion. Will green dreams rotate? Or is it in a box? I don't know where green dreams was. Um, I'm going to find out as quickly as I can. Green dreams. Wolves of the North. Wolves of the North, so it won't rotate. Fantastic. So Mitch is here forever. Good on him. Yeah, good one. Good one. What's next on the agenda of things that happened in April? Next on the agenda was uh, the very next day, the 3rd of April, which was going chronologically. It was another article which got even more discussion online. This was the article entitled On Great Black Wings, and it's the announcement of the Rookery alternative format. For those who have uh, not are not in the Facebook groups or don't keep up with the news and for Peel, this alternate format is functionally joust, but you add 12 cards to your deck, and at the beginning of the game, you may take 12 cards out of your deck, as long as your deck is still legal. That's basically it. You can do that at the beginning of every single game, after you see your opponent's house card and agenda. As long as so you'll need to keep uh, you know maximum three cards per, per deck, You'll need uh, you need to keep only three Daenerys's. You'll need um, you'll need at least twelve banner cards, no more than fifteen uh, neutrals. Once you've switched everything about, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so that's what that is. Mm. At first glance, Peel, do you have an opinion on the Rookery format? It sounds all right. I mean, it's going to make matches a little bit more interesting. Uh, it's going to help certain decks more than others because you're going to be able to gear to combat things. If you, if you come up against, say, uh, I don't know, for example, if you, they're running a lot of locations, you maybe have some cards at a location hey, in the 12. You just swip them around, depending on which house, faction, cult, whatever you want to call the race. <laughs> uh, cult, that that is the word I want to use. Yeah. These fucking Stark cultists, they're banging on my door. Someone's been playing too much Arkham. Yeah, well, happens. But no, if, if you have that kind of thing, um, it's just I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. It's kind of like, uh, can you, you know, the twelve, the twelve cards you get to put in. 
maybe any 12 other cards, obviously, as long as it's within legal limits. Any kind of uh, other house cards or something like that, or do you have to bring a set 12 other cards to switch? It's, um, you, well, you, you, you have to decide before the tournament, obviously. Oh, you have to choose your 12 cards. I, I believe only three of them can be plots, and the rest have to be draw, draw cool. deck cards. Oh, no, two two plots and ten cards for your draw deck. No, oh, so you can switch out plots anyway. <laughs> Bit of an odd one, that. That'll be a weird format to come up against. Make games closer, yeah. I think. That'll be about right. it. So you can't have more than ten deck cards, and you can't... Up to twelve cards, which means up to ten cards for your deck and up to two plot cards. So you can't, for example, bring along 12 cards for your deck because you're quite happy with your plots. Interesting. So you can only go up to, yeah, 10 and 2. And so if you don't bring any plots, you can only bring 10 cards. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I fucking despise the idea. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I like to look at it from a more kind of both sides. It could be beneficial, but at the same time, it'd be annoying. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it from both sides as well, and I fucking despise it from both sides. I'm glad that you're not taking the, oh, let's look at it, a balanced viewpoint like lots of people did online a month ago. Because I was reading these opinions, and I was like, you're all just a bunch of idiots. And that was my, you know, I, I couldn't say what I wanted to say there. Oh, uh, no. For reasons of decency. <laughs> for the so, decency, uh, Dave. Always for yeah, the so, decency. <laughs> so, Tony, feel free to say say what you think. We don't have to care. We don't have to worry about decency here. So uh, I get it. I understand why it's. Oh, no, what am I talking about? I don't. I don't at all. Um, I think it sets a <laughs> it sets it. horrible precedent that worries me. That three or four years down the line, when FFG decide to reboot the game again and come out with third edition, that this becomes the standard format for it. And I don't see. I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. I hate it. I don't know. I just hate it. I'm sorry I can't be more kind of verbose and more kind of interesting and kind of... I, 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 words fail me. They really do. I fucking hate the idea. I don't want to go along to a tournament and have to tailor my deck five minutes before I play a, a game with someone because... You know, everyone gets that. Oh, okay. Well, who are we playing next? Oh, okay. I'm playing this. Go. Okay. Wait a minute. I need to fix my deck so it'll, per- it'll perform better. That completely goes against the fundamental fucking rules of the game to me. I know it's an alternative format, but it just nah. Fuck it. That's it. See, I can't. I'm I'm completely lost for words as to I I can't be any more kind of verbose about about it. I can't give you a fantastic kind of like elegy about kind of why I hate it or or all the reasons that it's kind of bad. It's it's just annoys the shit out of me. I don't I think it should be killed with fire. <laughs> I completely agree. Hooray I had no idea that you agreed with me, but we didn't check this in advance. Uh you didn't know that you hated this and I didn't know you hated that it's like Mr and Mrs. this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was uh, I was playing in the pub, and when when it was announced, and uh, Alex O'Feeworth uh, poked me on the shoulder. And he's like, "Oh, Dave, they're introducing a sideboard to Thrones," and I was just like, "What?" Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, sideboard." I was just like, "Well, I'm probably going to quit then because that just sounds like bullshit." Fuck that. And he was just like, "Oh, it's, it's just a side event." I was like, "Well, that's fine," but it seems like a waste to me. Basically, I think that almost every single argument in in like in favour of it is bollocks. 
<laughs> pretty much in the like if you look through uh if you look through Danny's points on the website, which is what I'm just going at, uh, sometimes your deck just loses to certain decks. Correct. Okay. That's the game. That's sad. You can deal with it. That, that happens, in which case you probably shouldn't. It's unfortunate if you, you know, you get paired at round one against a completely out of left field uh, bewitched deck that somebody brings and just smashes you and you can't do anything about it. That's unfortunate. See, love you. But if you can't read the meta well enough to be able to take the big decks on, then that's on you as a player not on the game mm. and i know if you know like everything is if your deck fails to it fails to beat the big deck that that's your issue i always used to th- uh, play against waffle all the time mm. and he only ever played lannister neil for 90 percent of first edition and if i couldn't beat waffle playing lannister neil my deck wasn't worth taking to a tournament because <laughs> not because i couldn't beat waffle which was a completely different issue uh, but because there was going to be a Lannister Neal deck at every tournament, and that's kind of like the bench line of a deck that you need to be able to beat. And it's the mm-hmm. same with Targ Burn or um, Tyrell, like good stuff right now. Yeah. You need to be able to beat those. So if switching in one or two cards gives you a positive matchup, do that to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> and if it, suff- it makes your deck suffer against other decks, your deck is shit. Yeah. Play a better deck. So there was that. There's the fact they they cite the fact that things like political disaster can be brought in to combat location heavy decks from your rookery. Great. The problem with that is that political disaster is specifically balanced to not be able to go into every deck. Yeah. The reason it has low stacks is that you shouldn't be playing it all the time. If your deck can take it, it's an amazing card that is sometimes dead in mat- certain matchups. If everyone can just slip, oh they go, okay, I'm playing against uh, Baratheon or Night's Watch. Right, I'll slip in political disaster. I'll go easy on the locations for a few turns. Just enough to make them think I'm not playing it. Mm. Okay, fine. Mm. That just seems silly. And then the fact that everyone can put political disaster and lay siege into their sideboards. And let's face it, when net decking... Net decking will mean that everyone is going... The rookery choices for each deck are going to be thought about and like decided very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to be running location hate in their rookery. Because you don't need it against, say, uh, certain Lannister decks. You don't necessarily need it against a Stark deck, unless you can hit Winterfell. But you're going to need it against Night's Watch. If everyone runs location hate in their rookeries, that makes location-based decks bad. And that reduces diversity in the metagame. And that is bad. Everyone, or a lot of listeners will remember Lannister Dragon. And how that was the most dominant deck in the meta for about six months. And that was a really shit time in the game. The carpool yes. meant that we couldn't build... It was very small, wasn't de- it? It was, uh... it? it was. You know, there wasn't enough to deal with it. <laughs> I came out of Nationals, and we had John come on, and uh, he explained how he went 4-2 with Lanny Dragon, having played no game since the core set. Yeah. And he was just like, this deck is bullshit. <laughs> it's not fun to play. It's not fun to play well. against. Oh. And I was sat there thinking... I don't want to play the game when it's in this state. If the game is going to become that, where the rookery means that deck types are going to become less diversified, I don't want to play that. I mean, it's in two things, right? One, I didn't think I could hate it anymore, and now you've come up with like legitimate, properly well-thought reasons why <laughs> I hate it even more. <laughs> because I didn't have any really well-thought, kind of like eloquent reasons why I hated it. I just hate things. Fundamentally hate it. And now that's been kind of backed up with proper uh, reasonable argument, Dave. Now I hate it twice as much. 
And two, I get it's an alternative format. I fully, yep, I'm fully okay with, you know, I'm not okay with it, but I fully understand it's an alternative format and it isn't changing the game as is. But it, alternative format, it better be fucking very, very alternative. As in, if I go to a tournament and they're going, yeah, we're going to play Rookery as well, they better be fucking playing it in another room or playing it <laughs> far, away from, far away from where we're playing the proper game. And, you know, uh, oh, I, I, it just better not catch on. I don't want people to be introduced to the game this way because mm-hmm. it's a false way to kind of approach the game. And I can see potentially being used as a kind of way to even even get like other card game players, maybe maybe people that play Magic that do use sideboards or whatever, you know, to kind of go, oh look, there's a Thrones variant that uses sideboards. Maybe you can you could learn the game this way. No, don't learn the game this way at all. Don't just don't learn a game. I'm I'm horribly against it, and my concern is that this variant creeps into normal you know normal usage once again i think it should be killed with fire absolutely absolutely i think it will catch on quicker than you think mm-hmm. i think it'll be quite annoyingly big because i know a lot of people will potentially find it um easier in a way anything that removes skill from deck building is a good thing right <laughs> but you, do you know what i mean it's going to mean that the if they do tournaments of it i don't think it will necessarily be the same people winning them as you can expect to win them at most, not like expect, but you know what I mean? You you know who the favourites are generally at most tournaments. Yeah. There's always people who surprise. You know, people always pull shit out of the bag. It's amazing. But genuinely, you know, you normally think, well, he's won lots in the past. He's probably going to do a good time. I don't think with Rookery, it'll be the same. I think you're going to get different players popping up. You're also going to get a lot of communication between people, friends who are playing against different people. If they know exactly what's in his deck, because they've just played it, they can just go, right, well, you need this, this, and this to beat him. Oh, look at that. Conveniently, you brought it with you. Yeah, I think it makes scouting even more of a problem than it already was. Yep. And encourages group play. That encourages. Obviously, group. FFG have uh, you know, frowned upon in the past. But I think you're wrong about um, it favouring you know, the lesser favourites. Someone like Whammer is going to look at this, and Whammer hates it as well. He's going to go to a tournament like this, and he's going to write. He builds his deck. And he normally considers it's bad matchups. But if Whammer can now sit down against your deck and tech for your deck at the table, you're even more fucked. He was already going to beat you, and now he can add some counters. Like, what's bad about that? You might get rid of some, you know, builders might be out the the meta, but nothing else is, you know, oh, it's, oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. I've forgotten how much it, I hated it. Until I started speaking about it. I was quite calm while you were speaking, Tony, and now I'm agitated. <laughs> hey, let's all sit down and have a lovely little think about it and just move past it. I haven't been this angry since the Viper hit the list <laughs> in episode <laughs> one. <laughs> Fucking shit! I haven't been this stressed out since when I watched Avengers Infinity War in the cinema last night. <laughs> oh, <for God's> <laughs> and and when, you know, when, when various things happened in, in that uh, that stress me almost as much as this Rukuri variant. So let's leave it in the dust and move on to something much nicer. I would say that the... Uh, well, one last thing. They announced some prize support because the whole thing about this is that they're running it as a um, as a series of tournaments with a specific prize kit and you, ju- you always play Rukuri at these tournaments. Right. And they say everybody has to play either Martel, Greyjoy, Tyrell or Baratheon or they have to banner to one of those 
one of those factions. What? Are they, I mean, fuck. This is just a. Yeah. I saw that list of of what? <laughs> I saw that list of houses. They're like, oh, you've got to play this, and you either have to ban or this house. Like a... It just seems a little bit okay. Here's the, we find some things that that. We found some things that we don't like about the game at the moment, and we're going to fix them all. We'd like to do a tournament that means that you have to you have to jump through this hoop and that hoop and that hoop, and then you can play it. more cards. You can have a 75-card deck now, and you can play anything. Ah, oh, fuck, just fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> They're stupid. You want to play an alliance deck without any form of hindrance? Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> because you play a bar deck with a... Ah, oh, just fuck them in their stupid faces. Oh, no. <laughs> but the prize support's very nice. <laughs> and the fact that they're giving out three copies of the Great Hall card to everybody who uh, goes is yeah, a step cool. in the right direction. That's the best thing about that article. That's, that's very nice. I approve. Yeah. It's just However a... little I actually use that card. It's just a re- all the rest of it I don't approve. So, shall we, shall we talk about something uh, a, bit, a bit more lovely? Please. Uh, <laughs> a bit more lovely. Just anything. Let's talk about cancer. No, let's talk about the Brighton Charity Joust, which was a fundraising event against cancer. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was very. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Got a smile on my face. Now. Don't worry, guys. In the fight against cancer, I am on the side of not cancer, so it's fine. Phew. <laughs> oh, that's a relief. Just to clarify. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to work that. Bad thing. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Thanks. Did, did you go to the charity joust, Dave? And if so, what kind of lovely time did you have there? I went to the Brighton charity joust and I had a spectacularly lovely time. Excellent. It was truly lovely. We had quite a lot of people, um, and I probably should have looked at that on Jousting Pavilion before I started to say it, so I could just make, make just make it up. It's fine. Okay, circa thirty-five people. Should we That's say good. that? I think it was. I want to say thirty-six. Okay. It could be thirty-four. We'll go with circa 35. Let's go with 36. That's a better number. Okay. There were 36 people at the Brighton Charity Joust. (laughs) (laughs) In advance, as we've discussed on our previous episodes, possibly even the last episode, it was so long ago, people got to uh, donate to anti-cancer in advance, and in return they would be able to put a card into Whammer's deck, Mm -hmm. which turned out to be a Tyrell Alliance banter of the stag and oh, it wasn't target martel it was sun it's definitely sun. yeah yes it was because Ariane was a hassle uh yes so he got to play that uh which was full of lovely cards and full of less lovely cards <laughs> so yeah that raised about a thousand pounds for charity which was pretty good so before they even opened their doors they were a couple hundred quid ahead of last year which was great Went along, as I say. Uh, I played Martel Banner of the Watch. And what do you think that deck involves? No. Martel Watch. Interesting, because I'm thinking... I'm actually thinking more the other way around. I'm thinking more Night's Watch Sun, which I'm Mm -hmm. enjoying quite a lot at the moment. Don't know. I've not got my head screwed on. You tell me. It's running the new Viper and the seven-cost Jon Snow, who is a bastard. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah, tough. so you can win multiple challenges with him as the attacker and uh, give the Viper lots of power. Nice. And it was inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, I had a good time playing it, but it was definitely inconsistent. I <laughs> think I went 3-3 in the end. But, as I say, it was it was a tournament in a pub, which is always good. Uh, Joe and Gabby were fantastic hosts, which was nice. 
Uh, it was for a good cause. Everyone was in pretty good spirits, aside from the whole like cancer thing that was in the background. But we raised loads of money. Uh, there was some a raffle with some cool prizes. Sparrowhawk donated his second edition collection. Oh, did he? Uh, and that was auctioned. Wow. And that raised a bit of money. He gave me his first edition collection, which was pretty good. Lovely. So I got some more first edition cards to do what I will with. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and at the end there was a quiz during the cut, and it was uh it was lovely. It was. Have you seen Only Connect? I think I was privy to. A couple of the questions that were being set at the charity joust, they were deliberately annoyingly hard. How well did you do at the quiz? Uh, not as well as I would have liked. <laughs> there was a bit where we felt completely cheated, and it was just right. it was just a, mon- a monstrosity of cheatingness. Um, but they repented the next day and said, in retrospect, having actually considered that you would have got the points. Ah. Oh. And what it was was um, you had to. They said. Uh, the name of a card and then they'll give you the next card and like as they gave you more cards eventually you'd have to say you know the next one in the sequence yeah uh and it was march to the wall 2018 are you doing have you got the list of four cards in order i i think i remember them but i'm not 100 percent sure if uh, I've, I've actually got them in specific order but can you get the rest <laughs> so march to the wall 2018 would be the five pointer right if we can get the tell you what the last card is is that yes, right? Yes, that's right. So there's three more to announce, and then the last one. Oh, there's five cards. Okay. Yeah, I think. Oh no, no, no. You're right. No, there were four. There's there four. Were four. Okay, so what, no, don't don't know that. So give us a second one. I'm having to think about it now. What was the last one? Confiscation, 2017. <sighs> Fourth. Do you know what the link is? I'm trying to hang. On. I'm trying to think. So March to the World 2018. Um, 2018 five. Confiscation is four five. Uh, no, go on. What's the third one? Good question. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> you should always prepare for a quiz day. March to the Wall 2018. Confiscation 2017. Okay, so one discards a character. One discards an attachment. Anything that discards a location, maybe something that... No, because nothing discards an event, does it? Hmm. Hmm. Intrigued. Alright, think I've got it. Let me just. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I remember. Go on then. Okay, so. March to the Wall, 2018. Uh-huh. Confiscation, 2017. Uh-huh. Rise of the Kraken, 2017. Oh. Rise of the Kraken, 2017. Man, I don't see the link at all. Um, Rise of the Kraken... Oh, uh, it's not It's not fucking alt art or anything, is it? That would be... Uh... <gasps> it is. Is it alt art? Fuck. It is alt art. <sighs> Um, what were the years again? 2018 on March to the Wall. 2017 on Confiscation. 2017 on Rise of the Kraken. Oh Jesus! No, go on. What's the last one? So the answer they gave was summoned to court. Okay. 
which is the plot because they're game night kits right and they're all the plots in the game night kit yeah but we answered brienne of tarth because that quarter was the quarter where they did brienne as the rare and summon to court as the common ah flipped it so we were going for rare cards yeah in game night kits yeah and they didn't give it to us and i went i went nuts (laughs) (laughs) Because usually the plots, the plots are the rare ones most of the yeah, time. Yeah, except right? that one kit. Uh, but they uh, they admitted that they would have given us the points if they had thought about it the next day. And I was like, well, that's not quite the same guy. If they'd thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> they're the quiz masters. They should have thought about it. <laughs> that's what they're there for. <laughs> so there was much injustice. So speaking of the charity joust, um, now that I've just had a look at the jousting pavilion, um. How did it feel to be beaten by Wama's crowdsourced deck? <laughs> uh, it was bad. He yeah. did admit that it was like the best it could have gone off all day, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he saw a ridiculous amount of economy right at the beginning, mm. um, which really helps. You know, like Arbor, Red Wine Straits, turn one, basically. Right, well, okay. Um, which really helps, plus Ariane. Hmm. Uh, and I had a very slow start. Uh, towards. When it was, you know, time was called, mm. um, and I couldn't win that turn, so I conceded. Yeah. Uh, but we played it out, and if I had been thinking about what to do properly, uh, I would have won it eventually. As it turned out, I lost because I made a silly mistake that I wouldn't have made if we were still playing. Because I was just going, yeah, we'll do this. So what you're saying, Davis, is is if you hadn't have lost, you'd have won. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that I won the moral victory despite doubly losing to it. Classic Bamford. I don't have lost out of what. Excuses. Yeah, very good. Uh, well, a fun time was had by all by the sound of it. and It was. And uh, some money was raised for not cancer. Yes, £1,667. Wow. wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And a great time was had. So, yeah. I guess on that uh, topic, we can, you know, talking about uh, Whamma, we can move on to something that people might expect us to comment on. Um, There is a new face on the block, a new voice on the block, um, that you may have seen on Facebook, but uh, for legal reasons, we are not actually allowed to comment at this time any further than that. So, uh I guess next we're going to talk about the uh, the restricted list. And Tony, you brought this to uh, to our attention earlier, so would you like to take it away? When you say restricted list, do you mean you know exactly what I adjust- mean? <laughs> the adjusted restricted list. Um, that yeah, the ARL, which has been adopted by. The Kubla Con game convention, which will be taking place on May the twenty seventh, in somewhere in America, somewhere in yeah, some California, somewhere in the colonies, you know. <laughs> it looks like that those guys who have recently claimed the Kubla Cup as a Rotostalic event have decided to adopt their own restricted list for this particular Rotostalic event. I find this quite troubling, personally. Now. Not that that matters to anyone, because who gives a shit what I think? But I do find the whole thing a little bit interesting that they've had 
they've had a little bit of a sit down and they've had a little bit of a think and they've decided that the last thing they want to have to deal with at their Road to Stalag event taking place on May the 27th at KubelCon Game Convention is combination decks. So they've decided to just fuck them completely and restrict any card that has anything to do with the restricted with the combination deck. They have restricted Annals, Wheels, Little Fingers Meddling, The Hands Judgment, The Dornishman's Wife, Tina Merriweather, High Garden Minstrel, All Men Are Fools, Six Maids in a Pool, Eleanor Tyrell, The Bounty of High Garden, and The Martell Red Viper. You just would not be able to build a combination deck out of cards uh, without featuring at least two of those. And they've decided that uh, they don't want any of that, so their Road to Stalic event is not going to feature any combination decks of any kind. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah, I find it... Uh, I find it interesting that they've uh, they've decided that that's fine, that they can just have their own restricted list for their own uh, own tournament. Can we all do that now? Well, this is set a precedent, so I, Vince and I will be sitting down tomorrow and making a restricted list of Blackwater. Yeah, what kind of what kind of decks do you not want to be dealing with the Blackwater? Yeah, I'm not a fan of a uh, nice watch. Can we just make the house card? On the list. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's. I was going to say that, Peel. I was going to say the first three cards on the list: Knight's Watch, Banner of the Watch, the Wall. Good stuff. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so after that, obviously, green cards are for beginners. Yeah. And uh, we don't want beginners at a Road to Star like event. Yeah. Because what if one won? That would be so embarrassing. So if we just hard ban Tyrell and uh, Banner of the Rose. Yes, yeah. yeah. That'll get rid of all that. Uh, that's fair. Which will also sort out combination decks. Mm. I mean, we could just ban all second edition cards and just make it a first edition event, right? There will be no beginners. <laughs> <laughs> that would solve that problem in inverted commas. <laughs> oh, there's me. I'm being flippant, guys. <laughs> I'm just having a laugh. Because um, we're never flippant. <laughs> in all seriousness, it is a little bit surprising that... that they have uh, decided, apparently with significant input from experienced TOs and community members and organisers and uh, the attendees of KublaCon, that they don't want to have to deal with uh, with with combination of any kind. So they're going to have their own personal restricted list. I I think if this was a, a just a kind of average run of the mill uh, tournament taking place somewhere, absolutely knock yourself out, do whatever you want with your tournament, create your own little variant tournament. But the fact that this is a Road to Stalic event means that there's a certain, to me, there should be a certain level of consistency that kind of takes place across all Road to Stalic events. And this is already, as you say, setting a precedent that, well, this particular Road to Stalic event is going to have this particular restricted list. So why can't the rest of them? And does that then mean that everyone that wins the Road to Stalic events is going to have basically played a slightly different game? So they've they won this with a little asterisk yeah. next to their name. <laughs> yeah, as we've just discussed, Blackwater is going to be hard banning Night's Watch and Tyrell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, in fairness, it's it's banning Tyrell and banning the wall. Yeah. Okay. You can still play Night's Watch recruitment if you if you like if you're into that or or Jon Snow shenanigans. It's totally fine. Totally fine. You crack on, mate. See, do you want it for when Glasgow might have a thing to say about, uh, you know, the Greyjoy, the Greyjoy decks by the time it gets to October, and they might decide that uh, they they don't want to have to deal with warships, for example. <laughs> no, no, they just hard ban the trait warship. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of saves. Uh, I come up against them, so um, if we just ban, you know, a couple of the saves that the Greyjoy have, I think that'll be fine. Grand? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't mind saves as long as there is a facility for me to be able to cancel them. So if we 
reprint he calls it thinking and errata the rule book for blackwater i'll feel a lot more comfortable about playing the whole thing we can just hand everyone a slip of paper as they come in and it's a bit like if you've ever played pandemic legacy or any of the legacy games <laughs> yeah. where you basically get a sticker that goes over the existing rule in the rule book we can just <laughs> hand them out to people as they come in and say put this in your rules reference because for the next couple of days this is going to be relevant yeah <laughs> yeah Troops are considered to be cannot uh, to be uh, character abilities yeah. and can have triggered effects. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's just like for, for some reason, Bobby's playing Lannister <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An interesting precedent. Um, I. It only happened today. Since post about uh, the Kubla Cup and the adjusted restricted list, and I haven't. Seen, haven't really read into kind of what the uh, feedback from that is yet, but like, consider me surprised mm. and and slightly apprehensive and wary as to kind of how that goes down. If anything, just across all the rest of the Road to Stalag events. But you know, we'll see how it goes. I wish them well on May the twenty seventh. <laughs> there are uh, there are two points that kind of make it for me less scary than it is less bad. I think mm-hmm. less the first bad. is that. Um, Starlek was going to introduce its own melee restricted list uh, and then FFG stepped in and did a relatively similar but probably not quite as good one so the fact that Starlek was willing to do it last year doesn't, it's it's not quite so bad even though that was melee and obviously everyone was on the same level playing field at Starlek rather than at the Road to Starlek events where one at this at the, the time of speaking is a uh, is playing by house rules, for want of a better term. I don't think it would be as big an issue in Europe because in most most people would be let just wouldn't play combo. It's not worth it because you'll have a shit time and everyone will hate you. Whereas <laughs> at this event, you are getting flights to Starlek. And so, if I was going to take a combination deck to any event, one where I won flights would be up there. Mm. Mm-mm. Which does make me wonder: Will there be a restricted list before Euros? Because that is the kind of event where people will play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, it was worth. It's worth bringing up. It's worth think. Yeah, I, I think the consistency across all the Stalag events is what kind of concerns me. And, and I guess what we're saying is that the American Road to Stalag event is already an exception. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of just making themselves more of an exception, though, aren't they? The next thing you know, there'll be an announcement on Facebook tomorrow that it will actually, the whole of the Kubla Cup will actually be held in the Rookery format. <laughs> oh, God. And, oh, God. Uh, I, I have been asked, as, oh, are you considering uh, the Rookery for Blackwater? And, I mean, by this point, there'll be no shock to the listeners' ears that, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Fuck and I was like, what about as a side event? It's just like, well, it's just a shit version of Joust. That will just take players away from joust or melee, from melee and draft, which are way more fun. Like, if you want to play rookery on the Sunday at Blackwater, you can do it elsewhere. If you want to have your own <laughs> side event, then go and have your own side event. In fact, have your own event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're not welcome here. Okay, I've had my say about the adjusted restricted list. <laughs> okay, I think that is everything we had scheduled. So I think we kind of got uh, a couple of minutes for uh, a little bit of news. I don't know if you've seen it, Tony. What? But it's to do with other content providers in the Facebook group, and it's it's quite recent. It's the end of this month, end of April. Other content providers? 
allegedly there are some. And uh, it reminded me because uh, Roy Rogers, while we were recording, uh, posted a picture of his face uh-huh. in the group. And I don't know it irritates you when people post their faces, Tony, because it irritates me as well. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is scroll through Facebook and just see a, a big face. It's a book of faces. It is. But I don't mind a nice picture as opposed to just someone just full face talking into their phone. And that is, you're not allowed to do that in the... Uh, in the Facebook group anymore. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. To... You're not allowed to do like a, a a big face live stream as your podcast. You do your podcast elsewhere, and then you you import it in. Oh, uh, what oh. am I going to deny? But what am I so... going to do with my cut out of Roy Rogers' face? 